It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Team Bear Sports Podcast, the only podcast where we discuss Chicago sports and actual bear news. Uh, we are recording this a mere two days after our last episode. I, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel like a pitcher in the World Series who pitches uh, two games ago and then they go back out there and they're going to put in a big performance because we're not we're not used to this, you know, two day, you know, uh, time crunch that we're on oh i'm sore yeah i'm hung over well, i'm not hung over <laughs> are you hung over no i'm not hung over i'm just making fun of you from the last episode My oh, laptop's i'm not hung over i'm drinking though but i'm not hung over i was gonna ask are you still hung over from no Saturday? no I, I did have i did have a little bit of a headache on monday though there was the 30 year old residual two day it wasn't like a two day it was like a almost a day and a half that's two yeah. Okay. We'll yeah, that's, that's we'll yeah, it's up. definitely two we'll, day hangover. We'll, round, well, okay, we'll round up. We'll round up. And I, I figured we. So the reason that we're doing a kind of a quick turnaround on this podcast is because, um, you know, we are having one of our members is going to be moving to the East Coast. So we yep. can we kind of have a uh, time constraint. So we're going to have a an episode this week, and then we're going to be off next week, and then we'll be back the week of what was it, the twenty seventh for our for the next episode. So we'll be sure to make this one a really long, lengthy, four-hour, five-hour, who knows. You know, I, I heard all of our friends and family love the two-hour episodes. They love them. I Some heard people have been saying, can you get longer? Can you, can you, can you get a little bit? You know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, looking forward to just being able to listen to you guys my whole work shift. Let's see if we can get an eight-hour going. Yeah, I mean, I that's I, the thing. Like, what are people like? They complain about it's too long. I'm like, you're listening to this at work. Like, that's the point. Yeah, you're sneaking in a podcast during work. I mean, we're not doing these 15 minute. No, Bert, we have long. This is the Team Bear Sports podcast. We do long, girthy podcasts at a bear. We like enjoy. to ramble. Okay, yeah, that's no different. Yeah, we ramble. We ramble. And like, here's the thing: we ramble at the bar when we've been drinking all day. So, what do you expect? Well, you know, I've actually just been flipping through the thesaurus to like find longer words for shorter well, we, words. So we like, got a fancy guy over here, huh? Yeah, you know. So if you know, if we're talking anything small, I got like microscopic ready to come out as a as a synonym to make to extend the podcast. I'm just using long, lengthy words. Just to we're make gonna this. have a cornucopia of things to talk about in this episode. Let me let me <laughs> just say that. Yeah, don't don't uh don't miss out on the 30 minute uh, yoga. Of just dead silence during the podcast to really lengthen it out. Breathe in, breathe out. Branch out to some, some ASMR. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a podcast for everyone. All right, so I mean, it's only been two days, but has anyone done anything cool over these last two days or uh, anything interesting? I got Gene and Jude's tonight. Ooh, all right. Any any listeners not from? The Chicagoland area is what is Gene and Jude's? Is that it's the best hot dog stand ever? Um, they put your french fries on the hot dog, which is a big thing. However, 
you cannot ask for ketchup at this place because they do not have it. And they will yell at you and laugh at you. Uh, if you do want to get ketchup, you go to the McDonald's right around the corner and they charge you for packets for ketchup. So no ketchup at Jane and Jude's. I don't know what the big thing is about Chicago and ketchup. I like ketchup on a hot dog. It's... See, I, if, as I've gotten older, I'm not a fan of ketchup. I'm just not. And that's not because like it's a Chicago thing. I just, I just don't like it anymore. I, I, I've, I mean, I'll eat it like on a burger and stuff. And but like I'm not. It's not my favorite. Is it, it, it's too kiddish for you. You think? No, I, I don't know. I mean, I think barbecue sauce is just as good on anything. Not hot dogs. I don't put barbecue sauce on hot dogs. But I was like gonna say barbecue, barbecue sauce on hot dogs. What are you, some sort of sociopath? <laughs> like barbecue some sauce on, on there too. Barbecue ranch? sauce on like french fries now that's living or a burger a rodeo burger rodeo burgers yeah put a little spicy mustard with like avocado and grilled onions mm. i mean somebody started the whole burger with the barbecue and the and the onions the fried onion thing and that just caught like wildfire and i feel like don't get me wrong love it love it it's a big staple always probably gonna get it you throw some bacon in there we got a party everything like that but it's just like make your own thing you know like everyone's just that or I, like yeah, fried I, egg burger like yeah, like someone like throws some like chopped up pineapple or jalapeno, something crazy that makes it better. Banana gonna, pep, banana pepper. Well, well, burger. what about the what the then everyone started doing like the Elvis Presley peanut butter burger thing. That's and then disgusting. I'm, yeah, uh, that's you know it's probably good. I mean, I I'm I, whenever I go anywhere, I try to you know diversify and get whatever like the local thing is, or you know if something's weird and it seems like it's good, if it's on the menu, I'll probably get it. But that one is just like a. You're just you know what I want? This, you know what I want? This big hunk of cow, some peanut butter. Ooh, and some grape jelly. Yeah, that sounds top oh. notch. Uh, but so yeah, that's Gene and Jude's. Is that all? All you did the last two days? Just get some Gene and Jude's and hang out. Oh, I did watch Shark Week on Sunday night with Jackass. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, we mentioned that last episode. It was in the history. The history of sitcom on CNN. Worth watching. Very good. There you go. Got the. Oh, I saw a, I saw a little thing of that. It looks pretty good. Yeah, they have two episodes. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I suggest watching it. All right, Timmy, how about you? I t- just went to work, and you know, um, I tried the whole because uh, my wife was working uh, a shift today and a shift uh, yesterday. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna do a nice little meal prep after work yesterday. And man, it's. It, I mean, if you do that every week. God dang, you're dedicated because I don't know about you. I, I had, so I had, I was cooking four different things on the stove. So I was using all four burners and, you know, I I thought I was going to have a handle on it, but I got rice in one, I got this in the other and that it just got ridiculous. It just got too much. I'm like, how do people do this? Yeah, I can't and, imagine doing that. And how do people do this on like a Sunday or a Saturday? Like where I was like, oh, my meal prep Sunday. It's just like, I get where you're going, but like, I like just hanging out like those, on my those like uh meal prep services kind of make more sense you know you're like oh i could do that and then you try that and it's like okay i'll spend the oh they hundred dollars a week and it, <laughs> they uh you know coined in on americans laziness i mean i feel like people started that fre- that crazy oh we got a meal prep meal prep and then you're just like this kind of like unless you're making the same thing and a shit ton of the same thing it's a lot of work yeah, coming from a guy that split a can of SpaghettiOs for dinner with his son, yeah, I, I'm not a couldn't be, couldn't be me, couldn't be me. <laughs> Did I? Sorry, Trader Joe's. Since, I don't think I've had SpaghettiOs since like college. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I I mean, 
I, my refined palate prefers the one with meatballs in it, but you know, can't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's in those meatballs. So I'm not going to serve that to, you know, haze, but you know, the, the spaghetti sauce and noodles, I'm sure that's good. It's like oh, yeah. a different kind of spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. So like, it's like that, like that chef like, Boyardee sauce. It's like that like, sweet, like, it's like a creamier. It's just ketchup. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Warm ketchup. Like, what's going on? I mean, I don't get wrong. I'll, I'll slurp it out the, out the, out the goddamn bowl, but man. That's I, disgusting. I'm imagining you like with like a slurping it now. It's oh. out of a can. It's basically like tomato soup, a little thicker than tomato soup with noodles on it. Yeah, it, it was, if, in case anyone's wondering or worried or if, uh, you know, Caitlin's listening, it is organic Trader Joe O's, so it's it's all good. It's not none of that processed bologna. It's organic noodles and tomato it water. Sh- it needs to be Chef Boyardee. Sugar, tomato water. <laughs> all yeah, right. Why, why are you smoking a cigarette in front of your kid? Don't, I, I'm blowing it out the window, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. And then I, what, have, what have I done the last two days? I, uh, we installed a, uh, a storm door. So we had the little glass door in front of our front door now instead of just the regular old door. That was fun. Um, Is it for storms? I don't know why they call it a storm door. I, I have always called it screen door. It, it comes with a screen, but we put it up with the glass. If, you're, I mean, if there's a storm, are you supposed to run to the door or...? If anything, it's a safety hazard because it's all a huge plate of glass. So I would assume that's probably not for storms. Uh, I, I know I don't know why the, the point of a screen door. Why do you need two doors to enter the house? It's nice to leave it open to get the breeze going. That uh, or just like to make some, you know, like to put a little barrier in front of you if you can't see the, you know, like a short person knocks on your door and you can't see if they're a salesperson or not. You open it and go, hey, you know, like. I'm still not gonna open the screen. <laughs> yeah, <you> gotta, <laughs> I don't trust you. But. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you a little bit. Yeah, it's just you and the person, and there's no door in between. You, he's you he you got to give him at least like ten seconds of your time then. But if you have the like the barrier in between, then you can just immediately close the other door and. I feel like safe. though that's kind of like, I feel like that's kind of like they they're used to that. Let's let's like I wonder what would happen if like the next time someone knocks on my door I like I because I have like a, a door like that but it's like you know it's got metal bars and everything and like I wonder if I just open it and like when they're trying to sell me something like so like stay there for a little bit open it and like just get right up in their grill like you know like you know it's almost like sitting in the front of an uber like or they just kind of like go yeah, like, that's a that's a power fuck? move if anyone like <laughs> if it's just you and then you're just like yeah go into the front door of the or the uh, passenger side of the uber that's just if i'm driving i'm a comfort i'm telling you get to the back but that's that is on that reminds me of the time when those jehovah's witnesses came to our apartment the back door that no one ever knocked on at our apartment Do you yeah, guys like, what's that? going on that's a oh terrible. yeah or how, about, or how about the kid they knocked on the back of our uh place hey do you guys have a wi-fi password uh yeah we're uh, not giving it to you yeah i <laughs> forgot about that wow that was like nine years ago we're old. All right. I guess we should get into some sports. Let's talk you know, bears. Let's talk some bears. You know, it, especially with it being at this point of the, uh, you know, upcoming football season, there's not really too much to talk about. So we're kind of really pulling stuff out of our, our, our ass in terms of bears talk. But, you know, there was an article that I found. I, I uh, posted for you guys to read uh, that basically says that with the Chicago Bears possibly moving to Arlington Heights, with the, which we talked about in our one of our previous podcasts, um, that this uh, author who, was, who wrote on Pro Football Talk 
mentions that if the NFL expands, the Chicago Bears, or not the Chicago Bears, excuse me, Chicago could possibly host a, a second football team. They mentioned that it could be, you know, San Diego because they have a stadium. Same thing with St. Louis. But they said a wild card could be Chicago having two football teams. What just first impressions, Jack, what do you think of that possibly happening? Dumb. No chance. Not going to happen? No chance. It's it's such a Bears-heavy town. Like We no, haven't had... No. Oh, there's the dogs. Benny. That's better than the train. That's probably going to go by in about 45 <laughs> minutes. But um, Brace yourself. I I think it's dumb. I think it's just, like you said, like trying to get what? There's three weeks before training camp, two weeks before training camp, trying to make yourself like relevant um, or not relevant, but try to have some type of news story. I we Chicago hasn't had two teams since 1959 with the Cardinals. Uh, for all the Arizona Cardinal fans out there, they used to be based in Chicago. Um, but, like, this is such a Bears town. I live here, man. There's a lot of Cardinals that are just hitting my face every day. I just see Cardinals on my way to work all day. Oh, there's a Cardinal on a cactus. There's a Cardinal right there in the they rocks. All, they all came from Chicago. Yeah, and, all, and all the Mormons <laughs> in Utah love jazz. I mean, it just all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest one of all, <laughs> the Utah Jazz. But so, Tim, Tim, do you think it's possible? What? Do you think that there's a, any chance whatsoever that there would be two teams I in don't, Chicago? But I did come up with some names as to what I would, if I were to name, you know, I, obviously I, I agree with Jackson here. I think that there's absolutely zero chance. And why, why, if you were the Bears, why would you even allow this to happen? Because you have a I, I don't even think the NFL would allow it. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll put it in. Any other place, you know, I, I got to think of what some good, I guess, good cities to have it, like maybe OKC, I don't know, or like um, maybe something in the south. Like, I don't know yeah. how, like, Alabama doesn't have a team or something. Yeah, but they, Portland I, I, or there's other spots that I agree would be better. Memphis. But, like, before you get into your uh, team name, just, just to play devil's advocate for a sec, uh, I think that there's got, there's, like, probably some percent chance, depending on, you know, there's enough money involved and they can prove that they're going to get viewership and all that. But let's say let's say there is like a five percent chance that the the Bears get a there's a second team that to compete with the Bears. Do you think that there is any shot that let's say the Bears struggle? Justin Fields is a bust. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But do you think there is any chance that the Bears continue to struggle and there's no proof that anything's getting better, that people will flip to this imaginary second team that could be coming into Chicago? No. I don't think any of us, anyone our age or older, would flip. I don't. I, don't, I mean, maybe the newer generation would. Yeah, um, I, if they I, have I a cool, cool logo, cool colors, and if yeah. they have a cool or team name they, like if Timmy's they, gonna. If they're competitive Certainly right not the back. team that I'm about to say they would. Okay. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even think of. I didn't even think of team names because I, I just I can't imagine it. Right, like maybe because like the Arizona Cardinals have been in Arizona what for 25, 35 years now. Like, I just, I can't imagine, like, another serious NFL team in Chicago. Like I said, th we haven't had two teams since 1959. Like, that's even before my dad was born. So it's like, I, it's so hard for me to fathom that. Before before we get into, I'm, I'm Jones, I don't know what uh, Tim's names are, but be before we get into that, if we, if it did happen, I think, and there was support for both sides, that would be pretty awesome to there to be Chicago uh, 
know, rivalry with two teams. That would be a, a nuts game to go to and to, to have just if it did happen. It'd be worse than Cubs Sox. Oh, absolutely. It'd be. I mean, I've only been to one Cubs Sox game and it's. They're not you know, fun. They're yeah. fun, but they're not fun when you yeah, lose. Yeah, multiple fights it's everywhere. I can just imagine. All right, I got. I, we got to hear these these names that this fictional second so, team. I was thinking of like, okay, like obviously not just like picking some random crap, you know, like trying to pick at something, you know, for the the history of the city, you know, like just kind of how like the one of the newer teams, like the Chicago Fire, for the soccer, you know, like obviously like oh, you know, the Chicago Fire, blah blah blah, you know, that makes sense. So I was like, okay, what what could be something, you know, you could do? And I was like, all right, well. I went with kind of two different avenues. One of the avenues I went with was like, you know, the like the meatpacking industry, all that, you know, up in Sinclair, the jungle. So I was just like, what do I want to do with that? You know, I was thinking maybe like butchers or, you know, something, whatever. But I went with the Chicago Hogs. <laughs> the Chicago Hogs. Gray with some neon pink. Oh, Jesus, that's ugly. And the Chicago Hogs only draft tackles <laughs> just big we, big boys can, we, can, position. We, we can trade for quarterbacks and all that but drafting only tackles i think the washington football team is going to be upset that there's a team <laughs> called the hogs now but hey if that happens there could be a rival uh podcast the team pig podcast team pig sports puck i mean if i guess maybe like chicago come on pig Chicago Hogs. Well, we're gonna send. We should show our viewers the Illinois State competition for pig calling video. Oh too, man, what listens of that one? All right, so we got yeah. Chicago, we got Chicago Hogs. What was your other option that you went yeah, with? Yeah, and, and I, I was thinking, you know, obviously, like I don't know what the logo would be. I was thinking, could you be like a cool pig or like maybe like a pig, you know, like a fat pig? I don't know, but just a hog, dude. You know, like a big, <laughs> just big fuzzy, <laughs> like a nose yeah. ring and like floppy ears. And then I was thinking, okay, so like, what about you know? I'm also thinking history, like maybe you know, you got the. You got the prohibition, you got Al Capone, all that. So I was like, maybe like Chicago bootleggers would be kind of cool. Like a little, kind of too many syllables. Um, so I was thinking along with that, um, I, you know, you could do like also works really, with the with a football play bootleg. You could you could really piss a lot of people off. Um, by going with like if you're staying with the CC, like you could do like I always. I always, when I lived in Yuma for a year, I thought it was hilarious that there was one of the high schools that their 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 mascot is the criminal. Oh boy! So and and their mascot like is like he looks like the Hamburglar, like he comes down from a helicopter and he looks like he's like escaping Azkaban. So like the Chicago criminals could piss people off. And yeah, you could, I, just, you, I think you could, the Chicago mobster would be better. Yeah, though. yeah, you could you could like piss people off and say, "Oh, I'm talking about prohibition," but like people, you know, like you, could, like, you know, uh, you know what we mean. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely like bootleggers, mobsters, gangsters would be cool. Just so that you and and obviously I'm not talking about like more recent, but like you know having like a you know like Al Capone kind of feel to it would be kind of cool for me. But. Maybe Chicago. I, I I feel like 
any name in Chicago is just going to feel like an XFL name. Like, it's just going to be so, like, yeah, kitty or very, like, UFC, like, secondary almost. It, like, because a That's bear, why I went, I went a with bear the is, like, not just, like, the odds. Chicago Bears, but it's, like, a bear is just a good mascot. Like, you see other teams in college or other professional teams incorporate some type of bear in it. Uh, maybe, like, Chicago Machine would be pretty cool like going back to like mobsters like the political machine or something like that i I don't know like i just can't picture another chicago cows a cow that knocked over the lantern chicago cows that was actually crossed my mind when tim was talking about pigs i'm like i was thinking that as well but i was just like eh, cows like what would you do would you do like black and white like just a goofy, like South Park cow looking. Yeah. Just like, that's what I, was like I, wanted, I wanted some colors. And I was like, dude, you know, obviously, I feel like you can make pink look cool, like with a little bit, like with that gray kind of like kind of, I think even like the Oregon Ducks have done something like that, you know. And obviously, you would be the coolest during the uh, breast cancer awareness uh, um, month yeah. for the NFL because everyone look, would look like they're copying you. Yeah, you know, just kind of, I didn't think of any names along with jack but just kind of spitball on you know i think it's right in front of us if there's going to be an opposition to the chicago bears it's going to be the chicago gorillas oh they're going to lose every game yeah that's the point the chicago bears just win the the, the series Silverbacks. record will be chicago silverbacks there you go that's chicago the answer right there chicago I mean, chimps I, I got I, I feel like chicago like well, is it the Enforcers back at the XFL? Like Chicago that actually Chimps sounds pretty cool. Like the Enforcers is not a bad name compared to like gangsters or mobsters. Like Enforcers does sound like I, I think Enforcer would actually kind of sound better for like a like an NHL or AHL team because you know Enforcer is like that fourth line player that's only in there for fights. But for football, you know that could work too. Yeah, but, you could like Hitman or like Muscle. Like I don't know what the Hitman would be goons. Cool. Yeah. Chicago goons. Can you imagine, like, Bear Man, but, like, it's hogs? Like, all the people that would show up? Like... A bunch of red... It would be like the old Redskins in the 80s and 90s. Maybe without the drag, but, you know. <laughs> that, that, like, that, was their, that was their choice. If, was, you were, if you're a big guy, big gentleman, like, you... I mean, you're already, like, a tailgate hero, no matter what NFL stadium you go to, but you're going to the Chicago Hogs, and you're a big <laughs> guy, and you have no shirt on, you're going to be a legend. I want to see those guys at the NFL draft when their team comes on, just shirtless, hairy men with their. Oh, go, <laughs> right. Every, everything could be like fried curly fries, but like fried everything like that. Like, so just, what would be another? What would be a city you would like to see? Like, it, let's say like. What there's eight divisions in the NFL. If the NFC North got a new northern team. Obviously, we can think of eight cities to figure out where they want to go. Say, where would even you though, wanna, even though it's logistically logistically hard to do and maybe hard to get players to want to go there, but if you go to a nice city in it, I think that giving a giving a NFL team to Mexico would be tight. Okay, but what about like in the NFC North? So obviously that could be like the AFC or NFC West. Or possibly a South, but like if we oh, okay. were one city, oh, one city in the, in the NFC North, because oh. otherwise we could talk about eight cities all day. 
Yeah, that would really, that really give St. Louis. Okay, Toronto maybe. You Toronto gotta, would be cool. You got to give St. Named Hogs. St. Yes, Louis Hogs. I would go with no. Yeah, St. Louis. They lost their shot. Screw that city. But St. Louis can always go back to the NFC West. You what know? about East St. Louis? No. <laughs> East St. Louis strippers no, no. or uh... <laughs> no? I, I think Toronto would be tight. Toronto, Toronto, I think would be cool because like the history with like the NHL with the Red Wings, Blackhawks, and the North Stars. That's another North Star team that moved. Um, now they're in Dallas. Gary, Indiana. That would be interesting. South Bend. Gary, Indiana. Michael Jacksons. Yeah. <laughs> Hammond, Indiana. We'll go a little classier. <laughs> For those who don't know, Gary and Indiana and Hammond, Indiana are places you don't stop in. Scary. Scary areas. Scary Indiana. All right. Any any other comments about the uh, possible Chicago Bear or Chicago, uh, second Chicago team? See, I keep saying Chicago Bears because it's so not going to happen, and I can't even fathom it that I keep saying Chicago Bears that – it's probably not going to happen. I swear to God, if they get a second city or a second team in this city in my lifetime, and I have a son or daughter who are like, I'm going to be a Chicago Hogs fan. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking have them sleep outside. I, I wouldn't would, eat would, would the again. hog? Would would you give the hog and the logo like? Would he be like a human hog that was wearing like a t-shirt and stuff and a helmet, or is he just like a straight hog? I think it's got to be a straight hog. Do you really want like a fat guy with a beer hat, like helmet on <laughs> with their mascot? I'm, Even though that'd be it. awesome. It's got to be a pig with a sweater like uh, that says hogs on it or something. Little... Like an H, like a yep. red sweater with like a bright <laughs> H or something. Yeah. And then I could the cheerleaders could be like on the side sideline because this team would have cheerleaders, and they're they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna be big. They, we know that they're gonna be big. Oh, next you to, next it. to them. It's going to be a pig just like with a pit of slop and mud that it just – Oh, a and, 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 you know, we would – I mean, we'd have to hire a coach that makes Andy <laughs> Reid look, like look, look, like, look like a slim guy. <laughs> I think – do you know what they need to do? Like, you know, uh, University of Colorado, they have Ralphie, and where Ralphie runs out, and it's pretty cool with the, the buffalo running around. <laughs> You know, before the first quarter, they got half the pig, like, rolled out on a cart. Uh, or he's got to be, be in, like, a, a kiddie pool full of, like, dirt and shit so he can just roll around. When the, when the uh, maintenance crew, someone's like... Gotta, someone's got to wrestle him. Someone's got to grab him. It's a halftime show. When the maintenance crew cleans up the garbage, they just throw it into the slot pile for the mascot. <laughs> it just gets bigger and bigger after every game. Oh, here, Sue, we got a bunch of popcorn and half-eaten hot dogs for you. We know you like it. All right, the Hogs have the have the first overall pick. They need a quarterback, but they go, they go with 450-pound left tackle, Burt Williams. I don't know. They have 16 tackles. I don't know why they went with another one. Typical Hogs mood. I think I'm talking myself into a Chicago Hogs team in Chicago after all that. Hogs. At least, at least the. You know, if they ever come out with a new, new league, because I think didn't the XFL fold again, or are they doing it? There, I saw they were, I saw a thing on ESPN on their website today that they were in talks for 2023. Okay, so let's start out Chicago Hogs new XFL franchise. We already did all I'm the promoting. On, uh, I, yeah, I'm in on Chicago Hogs franchise. Like you'll get the, like 
I'm buying uh, some merch if you're going Chicago Hawks for XFL. I mean, Tim, I mean, your dad buying. still wears an XFL shirt. Yes, he does. I saw it with I saw it a couple weeks ago when we got beers together. Yeah, I, the Chicago Enforcers, man. All right, so we solved it. We, we're in on the ground floor if XFL comes out with the team. No NFL team, second NFL team for Chicago, but XFL, Chicago Hogs. We've got their, their promotions. We've got their mascot. We've got their identity. So... If that happens, we better we better see some money coming coming our way. <laughs> All right, mo- moving on to baseball. Chicago Cubs, White Sox. It's still the All Star. Currently, the All Star game's going on right now as we speak. Um, we didn't really touch on the kind of specifics of each team. We kind of just glossed over their first half highlights, lowlights. Um, but let's talk about the Chicago Cubs. Fuck it, you. <laughs> uh, before we get in, do you guys know what today is the anniversary of? The four-year uh, anniversary? Yeah, when we got rid of Eloy and Dylan Cease. Thank you. Yeah, I, I figured I'd put you in a good mood for what we're about to talk about. That's why I made myself another drink, Kevin. <laughs> Literally. You're, you're, you're very welcome. You're Literally. very welcome. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure I'm sure you two know, being mm-hmm. the Cubs experts of this podcast, that the Chicago Cubs have hinted or maybe not so subtly hinted and just kind of came out and said that they're most likely going to be sellers at the deadline. Um, So this is a two-part question. The first part that I'll kind of ask before we get into the overall kind of review of their, the Cubs quote unquote dynasty is who now that we're further along and kind of got a clearer idea, who are the Cubs most likely going to sell and get rid of, and what would you prefer, or what would you like to get in return for those players if you are the GM? Um, Kimbrel and Bryant, I think, are gone, and not just I think they're gone, but like you're you're gonna get the biggest return, especially Kimbrel, because uh, he is a closer, and every team who it's whether they admit it or not could always use another closer. Isn't he still under? Is he done this year, or does he still have yes. another year? Yes, he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Um, Bryant, I mean, what's weird is I, I would, I would love to see Bryant traded, you know, it would suck. Um, and then get, here's the thing. I want their top draft picks or I'm sorry, prospects and draft picks from these teams. Right. And I think that's where Jed Hoyer needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, if you're going to give up your biggest stars, I want your biggest future stars. Right. Even that, if it's like, are you cool with like, hey, we're going to get your top prospect, but you have one of the weakest prospects in baseball. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the Mets, they don't have that big of a farm. They don't have like they don't have the top rated farm. But if you get one of their top prospects, are you still feeling good about that? Yeah, I want their top guy. I want That's their what, top guy yeah. who they value. I'm, I'm with that. Right. People, if they go I to keep, the Mets, if they go to the Mets, yeah. if they go to the Mets or the Giants or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, I want your top guy. Yeah, I keep reading stuff right. like, oh, wow, they're only like the, they're like the eighth worst farm in the league. I'm like, I don't care. Just give me somebody. Give me a prospect. Give me an arm. Give me young arms to develop. That's what I, I want. Would like I, like a young arms. I would like a pitcher. I would preferably, I like a pitcher who can throw over 90 miles an hour because no one on our team can. Um, and we just drafted a kid who is good at changeup, which is cool, but I mean. great. Yeah, he's a lefty. I want to see some heat. Left, yeah, I want to see a guy who can throw plus 90. Are you looking? Um, are you looking for um, 
would you, would you I'll give I'll throw this out there. Would you prefer to have a let's say lower like bottom 100 prospect who is ready now or next season or would you rather have like a middle 50 out of a top 100 prospect who is like 18 and he won't be up for another two three four years seems like a hard question it seems like what we're getting and a lot of the guys that we're looking towards and especially like brennan davis who's our guy right now is looking for a 23 24 entry so i would like I would like that time frame. I would like a, you yeah, know, I mean, a, a 23, Davis. 24, 25. I want to, I want to start building something at, you know, I, I get that asking, you know, 23 is a hard ask. So that's, that's a hard one. So, but I mean, I would love by the middle of the twenties, you know, for us to have a team that could be fielded again. I would love to have a quick turnaround. This doesn't need to be this. I hope that we could do something with the pieces that we have now that are young turn them into something so that we can get a quick turnaround and maybe get, you know, we're the Cubs. We have money. So if we go a couple of years without spending this money, spend big in 24, 25 and, and start making a run again. You could spend, you could spend big tomorrow. That's the thing. Like in the next question that we, I know the Cubs segment we have on this is like, and I think the Ricketts have definitely hurt the Cubs a little bit when it comes to spending. Ooh, I don't have money. Yeah. Biggest, horseshit excuse i've ever heard um you're the fourth richest franchise in baseball every team last year made money except for one so i don't want to hear it anybody and all of the owners of baseball and not baseball i'm sorry uh, any owner in sports who got a narrative out to people where they could hear it from espn and other sites were like oh they're saving money they're not spending this year that's a good thing for it if you actually like like believe that like i get it in a rebuild year that's what but if you for the like the most part always believe that like not spending money is a good thing like it's dumb put put people on the field that are going to make people want to go watch like that's in any sport so that kind of leads into my next question or the next question that we kind of have on our agenda with the cubs being sellers this kind of officially or unofficially ends their window or their dynasty that was supposed to be out there so my question to you guys is in the 2015 to 2020 21 whatever you want to end it did the cubs did they overachieve their expectations as a as a team as a group did they underachieve or were they just kind of about right in their their team they met it and that's an easy question to answer Sox fans always ask it and i mean you'll say the same thing if you if you can win one with this group it's all worth it that's it's baseball it's hard to repeat this is in the nba where you got you know one or two guys and you just be back there all the time the, the fact that this was a playoff baseball team when you know from 15 to 2020 I mean, I, I don't remember the last time that a baseball team in Chicago has ever been like that. So to be there and then to actually win the big one, the 108 drought, even if that wasn't a thing, even if there wasn't this long, huge Cub drought, lovable loser drought and, you know, curse and all that, if there wasn't that, it still would have been a success. You won with this core once. If you didn't win, it's it's not, it's not a success. It, it's a huge, you know, 
I don't, I don't know the word, I guess. Uh, it's it's a huge blemish on the organization if they don't go win one with this team, but they did. They went they went and won one. They got to, you know, the playoffs in a deep run in 17. And, yes, it progressively got less and less or, you know, earlier in the season getting knocked out, but you got in the playoffs for the years after that. So you, you, you didn't have any sort of slump. It's hard. Baseball's hard, man. You got a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I say they met it, um, just like what Tim said, but it's it's very 1985 Bears where it's just like shit. If they would have gotten to the World Series, whether alone like another World Series, let's say after 16, let's say would have got there in 18 or something. And let's say even if they didn't win it, but they won, an, if they would have won another pennant, then you could say like yes, they are 100% overachieved. But you know they just progressed every or dig, digressed every year or whatever. I'm sorry. This this question always frustrates me because it's it's very hard to sum up. Um. But, you know, 2015 was like this team came out of nowhere. 2016 was the year that they were supposed to contend and they actually ended up winning it all. And 2017 originally was supposed to be like the year like they, they should win it. And they, they were a year early on everybody. Um, and I think, you know, 2017, they ran into a really good Dodgers team. Right. And which I don't think the Cubs could have beaten the Astros that year. Maybe. Especially if they're cheating. Especially if they're cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, you know, the 2018 Cubs, Cubs is probably the most frustrating because they won 95 games. They were better than the Dodgers. And you got guys game. that are coming in their own and supposedly hitting their primes right. year right. of that. That's the that's the thing that the 2018 was. was and I get hard. Bryant was down. Bryant was down that year. Rizzo was average. But Baez was an MVP candidate. Contreras was like, holy shit, this guy's a future. You can build around. Hap looks okay. Elmora looks okay. Their pitching was still kind of frustrating with Chapman or Chatwood and Darvish. But, you know, they still won 95 games. And how they finished. Cole Hamels was pitching well. Yeah, and they traded for Cole Hamels, and he was well. But to lose back-to-back one-game playoffs which has never been done before, really set this team back. I think it it, it it killed their momentum. Their offense broke in 2018. I think in those two games bet- between the Brewers and the Rockies, they only had like six or seven hits, if that, right? And if they would have beaten the Brewers, they would have won the division, and they would have gotten that first round by, so they would have had like a day off. But they had to play the Rockies the next day because they lost. And they lost both those games at home, which suck. And, 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 and yeah, they put themselves in that position. They just needed to win games, yeah, right? Yeah, and like the 2018 Cubs, I felt like even the 2019 Cubs too, and the 2019 Cubs had a bigger collapse than the 1969 Cubs did on paper because of the last month. But they did not, and I don't know what Joe's problem was those two years, but if they had an opportunity to sweep a team, it seems like they would put in their worst lineup the last day of this, the last day of the series when it's just like, if you're facing like a reds or a pirates or whatever team out West, that's a bad at the time you have to get those sweeps and the 2015 Cubs and the 2016 Cubs were so good at sweeping bad teams when they had to be like, they knew when to like put pedal to the metal and go get that sweep. 
And they just they have not been aggressive since. I blame a lot of it on the Ricketts for not wanting to spend money. And then when they do spend money, it's on these like one year or two year deals. Hey, let's get Cassianos. Guys, guy has he wants like the most here. Yeah. He, he has, he has the most doubles in like ever. And boom. Okay. We're not going to keep him because we don't know what's going to happen. You, you get rid of, or you, you, you sign players to like these one year, two year deals for like peace players. You know, those aren't going to be players that are going to be around 82 years, but you're giving them big contracts like Eric Sogard or um, who's another person. Oh God. They've had so many of these like middle infielders over the past couple of years. And like oh, Kipnis, show, the, show Kipnis. the team that yeah. you're not just trying to do little band-aids that you're trying exactly. to solve it long-term. They're trying to, they're trying and to you put could say this with a lot of out. teams, but you look back at 2020 and that's going to be a year. And this is a lot of teams in the MLB, a lot of teams in all sports, but we really needed a full season to see where this team was going to be. Because if they played like they were playing in those 60 games, we probably wouldn't have this core already. Bryant probably is not on this team. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I definitely think even if the Cubs trade Bryant, a perfect scenario would be the Cubs trade Bryant, and let's say we get some really good draft picks and prospects, right? Or a player to be named later, which usually does help the Cubs. Um, and, you know, can Hoyer strike a deal with Ricketts and Bryant and Boris to get Bryant back in Chicago. Like that should be your number one goal is a trade and sign with Bryant, because I don't think the Cubs should give up on him completely. Obviously if he's hitting 275 and like, he's shown that he could play five positions and like he said that he loves playing here, but yet the Cubs have kind of done him dirty sometimes. Like that should be your top free agent signing is Chris Bryant. The idea that Chris Bryant could play for another team for the rest of his career should scare the fuck out of Cub fans and the Ricketts because he's a player who should be here for the rest of his life. And and when you were setting up for the marquee deal, you were setting up for all this, that's what I thought you were setting up for to keep right. these guys. Right. But who knows? And I, I mean, get, to, like, to move it on. And, and I'll think... say this. There's a person, you know, I was talking about with one of our friends today. The person who would probably also give you a lot of money in return because he's a free agent next year is Contreras. And which would probably suck the most because how hard it is to develop a good hitting defensive catcher nowadays. Well, that leads me to ask this is because I agree. I mean, obviously, I think every the whole, you know, the whole league thinks that Kimbrell's Bryant's out is Baez and Contreras back. You know, I, I think if they get I think Contreras stays. Just from my, I don't know. Contreras, just, Contreras has been pretty adamant about saying like he wants to play for a winner. It's not about the money with him. He wants to play for a winner. I so think regardless I, of play, I think if you let if if Bryant and Baez go, I, I think you I, and obviously Cubs fans show up no matter what. But I mean, I feel like you're gonna lose a lot of money. People love those two guys. And the thing is, if you try to trade Rizzo, Rizzo's hard to trade because I mean he's just been so banged up. Yeah. The past year and a half, he's been. Ba- it's not like I don't think he's a bad player. No one would disagree. It's like he's not healthy. Like he has not been healthy. I've and, been seeing a lot of no, I, I'd say, I, talk. Oh, him on the Yankees would be perfect. They don't really have a strong first baseman. Him on the Yankees with the short porch and right, he would tear it up in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think if it's the same uh, kind of predictions that you're talking about with the Yankees, that would be like you get Luke Voigt back in return, something along those lines, and then a prospect. Um, 
But so, Jack, I got this question for you real quick yeah. before we kind of move on to the the socks. I've seen I've well, first of all, let me quickly give my uh, two cents on what I think the Cubs could do and with their uh, free agents. Um, I think that the offer, if everyone is available, if the price is right, right, there's no one that's like untradeable because if someone right. just, you know, breaks the bank mm-hmm. with whatever they're going to give you, you're, you can, you're not going to say no. Um, but I, I could definitely see, I think you're right with Brian and Kimbrell are going to be gone. I like your scenario that the Cubs could bring Brian back. I they don't have, think they have to make, yeah, they have to make an offer and they, the Ricketts have to realize that. Chris Bryant is someone who has put this franchise back on the map, who kids and he is what he could be the face of baseball. He should be one of the faces of baseball. Yeah, Chris he, Bryant. He, he's definitely a guy that MLB could use on like the upcoming seasons coming out. So he's one of like the six guys that's promoted or whatever. But um, so I think that I, I think that it'll be most most likely those two guys. Anyone is available if the offer is right. Um, but so the question I have is that I've seen this kind of float up on uh, Reddit comments quite a bit is that with the Cubs being such a huge money-making franchise that teams like that, they they should retool, not tank. Do you think that is accurate or no? You know, I, I think it's, that's a good question because I think, you know, five, six years ago, one prospects nowadays, I think, are just built more to play now, right? College I mean, base, just look at just look at the White Sox, right? Right. It took them two. It, I mean, but it, it the White Sox. I mean, the problem is they waited too long to tank, right? Between 2013 to 2016, the White Sox thought they could still contend, and it's just like you're not there. Like, yeah. Well, like, I'm just saying, like with the guys that are filling it now, they're they're right. producing. Oh, well, well that's that, why I'm yes. I'm hoping that it is not a rebuild for long i mean it's not as long as as it was before theo i'm hoping it's a one two-year thing figure it out scouting team and like that has to be on uh mcleod to get players up to speed that means we have to increase and look at players throughout the the collegiate level to get them up to par and like one college baseball players are better than they have ever been right we know this high school players are stronger than ever um, whether they want to come out, that's another issue. But I, I, I definitely think, you know, 10 years ago, there was a time where you needed to completely tank to get those draft picks, to get prospects, to make those trades. Nowadays, where it's just like prospects are coming up after a year in the minors and they're ready to play, it's it definitely seems like it's a quick turn. The problem is the underlying prime with the Cubs is that they've never been able to develop homegrown pitching. Well, and that and that's where I'm going to leave with this, Jackson. You threw your retool out the window when you got rid of Darvish. Hundred percent. Darvish is on the team. Yep. You can retool. Darvish on the team. You keep maybe you keep Bryant or and then you you let go of you know two you of keep, the four. You know you two also of the keep four. you also keep Carantini and the Cubs yeah. need a yes. backup catcher right yeah. now. You, or you, if you lose Contreras, you have a good. You could catcher. get rid of right. two of the four. Still keep Darvish. If you kept Darvish, you are in a position to retool. The fact that you've completely blown your pitching wide open and there's no right. starters, there is no retool. So I would agree with you, Kev. Retool is the way I want to go about it, and I don't want to hear rebuild any yeah. anywhere. I don't want to hear rebuild with the Bears. I, you know, like it just again, 
I'm with you. The retool is the way I want because I want to be able to watch my team. I like, mean, unless and, unless they suck, unless they try the rebuild next year and it's just not working, then you blow it up. Well, right? I, I'm telling you that it's it's already. I mean, you're going to have to go with a rebuild retool if that makes any sort of yeah. sense. Or like a quick a quick rebuild. Yes, I guess, that's I'm like hoping. That's why I'm trying to say 2024 is is the year where I. So I, you give yourself next year. The year after, see where you're at. But by 2024, I want to see some some better play. And, and we never know. Baseball is a weird season. Um, we don't know. Hot. Guys can get hot. People get hurt. People regress, and people get old. Right? Do I think? Do I think the Brewers are the best team in the NL? Like a lot of like they've been playing the past month. No, I don't. But I definitely think the Cubs could take a, a like a note from like the giants of how to do it and how to build success and um it's interesting how the dodgers can maintain success for the past 10 years even though they only have one world series title um the giants is where you wanted this team to be these guys like Buster and because, all these guys getting right. older but still being able to produce and still being able to be guys but we you have the guys like yastrzemski coming up or yep you yep, know, right. yep, fill yep. in and brendan davis could fill but right I, in i will go to go back to the original question i Obviously, the two. This is what White Sox fans will hate saying this, but until the White Sox win a World Series and can have sustained success, which they haven't not yet, right? The White Sox have not been in the playoffs back to back years in their entire history. This is the greatest era of Chicago baseball. Is this Cubs team? Is as matter as how frustrating it's been, you know, the high strikeouts, the not being able to develop homegrown pitchers. Like, there's a lot of negative marks we it just make. would have been nice the history if, of chicago baseball is not good it would have been nice if both these teams could have been like it stinks that the cubs are on the way down while the Sox are on the way up like yeah i, I, I was like one or two overlapping years i guess this, last city, year, but. this city especially after pandemic would have just been i mean it would have been so amazing going to this august game this august series if the cubs weren't it didn't lose these 11 games and we were still feeling good. You know, it's just, for it, sure. It, just think it, how, like, how, the same thing. look how the White Sox felt in 2015, the White Sox, you know, held on to players for a long time. And the Cubs were like, all of a sudden had these Schwarber, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, you know, not to mention his name, Addison Russell, uh, Javi Baez come up. And it was just like, Holy shit, this is the cool young team with swagger. And they had just as much swag as what we see with the White Sox right now. Like they were the ones dressing up as cowboys and doing jerseys and pajama nights. And, you know, you had Joe Madden not giving a fuck about anything. And I, 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 I we know, as we all know, because we have Sox friends who did not like those early Cub teams because they were running it up on the scores. They were having fun. They were bringing pet Cub bears on the field. Like they were the swaggy team, and now the role has flipped. Now yeah. you're the old product, and now the the team that you hate, or not really hate, but your crosstown rival is now like the swaggy team. Yeah, let's I just flip it. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about. No, I was gonna say, yeah. just imagine how fun it was like in just in for Chicago baseball those one and a half months when both teams were leading the division, and it was just you know you turn on sports radio and it was the Cubs were in first, the Sox were in first. That was like, you know, it's fun to watch competitive baseball on both sides of the city. But now it's like you said, now it's completely flipped. One team's good. One team's struggling. And it's 
it's still fun that we're able to go out and, you know, see games and whatever, but definitely if both teams are competitive and fighting for playoff spots, definitely great for the city. Let's flip it. Let's let's talk Sox. Let, let's start with here before we go kind of trade deadline, and we'll lump these two together here, Kev, because uh, I think you got to talk about both of them. But, like, you know, obviously we wanted to talk about it in previous podcasts, but Grandal getting injured and just the, the, the injuries that are plaguing this team – do you, do you feel like this is kind of a curse? Because now you have Eloy coming back and feeling good. Are you like, are you at a point now where you're feeling even optimistic? I know you're optimistic as a Sox fan, but do you, are you feeling optimistic about Eloy coming back? Or are you just like, oh boy, I just want to make sure. And are you holding on for dear life every guy, every time someone runs to first base? Yeah, my my cheeks are clenched uh, <laughs> as soon as Eloy steps on the field and just the rest of the season with how the injuries have shaken up. Uh, let me just quickly read off all the players that are on the IL Hold for the Sox and, right and, now. And, and while you do that, think about this. Are they going to let Eloy play the field? Yeah, so the, he's been playing. I guess he played left field in. He's a danger to himself game. out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think that with Andrew Vaughn, it's, it's tough. It, with Grandal being out, and him coming back, he could possibly be a DH because of his position. Since he's a catcher, he, they might not want him to be, you know, squatting and playing catcher for, you know, his first couple of weeks back or whatever. But I think they're going to have to play him in the outfield just based off of, like, position of need. But I, I'm going to be, like I said, my cheeks will be clenched his entire time when he is not in the batter's box. When he leaves the batter's box to run, clenched. In the outfield, clenched. On the bench, clenched. But when he's in the should, box, Eli should clenching. never be in the field. He should never be in the field. I th- I think that who's your DH now? Right now it is uh, who is it? Oh my God! It's 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 rotating. It's either it was Grandal sometimes. It's Abreu sometimes. Sheets sometimes. Um, so do you I, like that? Do you or would you rather prefer this team go forward with just a DH? Like obviously there's going to be off days for people, but like do you yeah. want to see? cannot play the field. He's already one. He's a liability to begin with. Yeah, I I think that with the limited amount of time, he might be. I would be if he's 100% healthy and there's no like lingering anything. You know, if he has to play out in the outfield sometimes just for the remainder of the season in the postseason. If needed, I'll be okay with that. But I, but I think with Andrew Vaughn playing, you know, really well in the outfield, that they were kind of thinking that he could be a, a first base DH type. That he might have just kind of sunk himself into the left field position right. for the future. So, you know, it, it all kind of depends on what happens with the right field position in the off season or at the trade deadline. But I think that he will probably play some left field, if not decent amount of left field for the remainder of this season and I'm hoping that it, it doesn't roll into next season where they're saying oh you know we have all these guys in DHs Eloy you're kind of stuck out there even if he says and I know he's mentioned it before you know I want to play outfield like I love to hit but like I want to play every day you know just with the with the not this year with the club's investment in him you can't you cannot give him like full-time well like you said it, it We've talked about Vaughn before, and I, I think Vaughn is probably your pound for pound be your, your best prospect. But, like, you don't put a defensive liability out there. Like, the Cubs had to put Schwarber out there because we don't have the DH, right? That's the beautiful thing about the AL, even though I hate it sometimes, um, 
is that you take your weakest outfielder or infielder and you make him a DH and they just hit the ball. Yeah. Right. And you can put an average player. You gotta on like the, bench. That the kids coming out and saying, Oh, I want to play it. I mean, no, he's not gonna great. just that's he's not great. gonna embrace but you know Tony La Russa but... needs to tell him, listen, this might be our only opportunity to make a deep playoff run. And that might you be never one know of what's gonna happen. That I might say LaRusse is good for the job. That, and there's not many times I'm gonna say that, but he's not he has no he's not gonna he's have any trouble. Game, he's got an eight game lead. He's had, but he's, he's not he's not the coach there for five years. So no, he he doesn't care what Eloy thinks of him. He wants he's going to go with what's best for him in the in the short term. So that's okay. I think that's good. And I, and I think that Eloy will like. I think hopefully he puts his pride aside for playing the field and says, you know, I'm going to listen to what the organization organization needs. And I think that is where we have such a good uh, leadership in the clubhouse with the Bray and Anderson. I think that they'll talk to him and like, kind of, you know, if he is kind of saying, no, I, I need to be in the, the field, they can say, Hey, listen here, you know, just like Jack said, we might not have many shots, you know, going forward because you just never know if we have a possibility to win the world series and we, your best, our best option is to have you at DH. You're going to play DH, even if you want to play left field. Okay. And with all the DHs that we have, or, can be DHs. It wouldn't surprise me if we there's moves made either now or later on to get rid of those DH types. Who knows in the future? But let me get back to all these players that we've been cursed with injury. So we have Jimmy Cordero, relief pitcher, 60-day IL. Nick Madrigal, 60-day IL. Jake Lamb, 10-day IL. Luis Robert, 60-day IL. And some of those 60s are They're the done. whole season. Yeah, yeah, Madrigal is done for the season. Robert has started his cleared activities, but he's not coming back, you know, for at least a couple of weeks. Aaron Bummer, 10-day IL. Evan Marshall, 10-day IL. Yasmani Grandal, 10-day IL. And then Eloy Jimenez, 60-day IL, who is now in AAA instead of uh, single A. So, I don't know. I the, What I would just say is that somebody in the training staff or strength conditioning staff has got to be gone next season with all these injuries like i know that it's happening league-wide but yeah that's uh it's more if it's 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 not an outlier anymore when it's, if it's yeah. soft tissue, if it's soft tissue injuries which is like a hamstring then that's strength and conditioning yeah yeah hamstring hip like uh, if, hamstring. It's, if it's like if it's like a collision or like hip i pitch or you know yeah. weird one you know you just can't control that but if it's if it's soft muscle that's the issue yeah it, it, it is like a mix a mixture of like just quickly kind of read the descriptions of like hamstrings all these, all these cuban players are big guys yeah they're big guys that you know like i, I mean i'm they have no trouble lifting weights i i've you know, look at your roster they have no trouble lifting weights so it's just like are we getting these guys doing yoga some flexibility like what's going on because these guys aren't going to do that themselves but it's like that it's it's got to be something with they're not incorporating certain things maybe as much as they might be because i know like nelson cruz has talked about how he like spends so much time in like the rehabilitation process just because he's old but like you know we're these 23 24 start that process now when you exactly exactly and then so it's a mixture probably of not focusing so much on you know let's say stretching or you know icing up after games whatever it may be i don't know and it's also just how crazy that these athletes are you know, 50 years ago, it was 160 pound, five foot 10 guys playing baseball. Now you got these six foot eight, 240 pound, all muscle, no fat 
that can run a four six forty and hit balls four hundred and seventy yard or feet. Right. That it's just like the human body can't like it's like not meant to do all that, you know? It's like at least yeah. for like long periods of time. It's just kind of hard. And they it's can hard because yeah. what you almost wish I mean obviously you don't. You, you love that you're still at the position you are at with your record and, and in the division, right? But you almost you almost wish that if you had this many injuries that, like, you were out of it because it seems like you have these many this many injuries, you're still in it very much so. It, it's, it seems like you – it's not a what it – or it's not a if the Sox are going to make a move at the deadline. It's who at this point. But Am I, I wrong? Definitely think, Am I, I wrong? You've got to go get somebody. I think that's, that's – that's, one of the interesting parts is like the Cubs have had a shit ton of injuries too. And, but like what Kevin said, the Cub, the White Sox have built through their farm lead. So these guys are ready to come up. The Cubs do not have a good farm league. So you put in these players, right? But the Cubs, (laughs) it's making a point. Damn it. (laughs) If the Cubs, if the Cubs get hurt, their backups suck. They're awful. If the White Sox get hurt, which is, these are huge losses like Luis Roberts, Madrigal, um, Understandable, but this was also a team that. But that means they trust their farm system, and that yes. means they're developing players the right way. I get way. that. I'm, I'm talking about this year now. Farm ain't gonna help you this year when you just got swept by the, and not just, but you got you got swept by the Astros. Playoffs that, are a different beast. You that, know, that, that's a team a that you're, you're you're hoping that this year is the year, and all these guys are still under contract, and you don't want to be thinking about. You know, if the Cubs don't get Chapman, then then they and we know what happens in 17. You know, we know what happens in 17, 18, 19. So I guess, Kev, it's not a if, it's who. Who do you want? Who do you want to get? If and, And this is a who do you want to get? And there's no repercussions of who you're giving up. Gotcha. So you're totally right. It is a matter of when, not if. Um, just because like all these players that have stepped up, it's great, but you know, they're for the future. If they, it's a very slow chance that they're going to be keeping up this production the entire season that someone of Eloy or Luis Roberts caliber would most likely give you. So I I know if you were watching the, uh, we all were, but anyone listening was watching the home run derby, Trevor Story's name got thrown out there. Oh um, man, they threw they, I mean they said Trevor Story to the White Sox, literally like <laughs> and he's and he's like taking his second swing. Yeah, he's Joey like waving, waving to the crowd. Yeah. So you know, I was kinda iffy about it at first, just because it's the Pirates, but someone like Adam Frazier. Oh, he might be the best one to get. Just because, just because one, he can fill that. Is it just uh, because he's a second base? Because Story would move over, right? He, he would. Supposedly, Trevor Story hasn't played much second base in majors, and I'm sure that's true. But um, so the thing with I like about Adam Frazier is one, I think Trevor Story, he's a rental, and I'm not opposed to rentals because if he produces like he has, you know, that's great to have. You, you're not going to you compete get, with. You might have to pay less for him. Exactly. Where the thing I like about Frazier is, yes, he's a second baseman. We need a second baseman. But for next year, you know, you, you, you always want to come. You, you don't want, want, to, you want Madrigal to come back. Madrigal's going to come back. I think Frazier, one, gives you the ability to, obviously he's an all-star, produce now and give you, uh, you know, a great bat, good glove. But when he comes next year, 
He's that. Gone. No, I'm saying if um, now there's a competition and right. you paid, you you can't you can't trade for Adam Frazier and only get him this year. How, yeah. how long how long is Adam Frazier's contract with Pittsburgh I, still? I think he actually has a couple years left. I've not I did not fact check that. But, but you're not play. you can't you can't make a trade and, and I know you're supposed to. But at least right now, you can't make a trade and look towards like 2023 and 2024. Right. It's it's this yeah. year, next year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the thing that also works out with Frazier is that he does play right field. So like we did release Adam Eaton, so he could play second base or right field, which has been a you know a, a trouble spot for us. I mean, I don't know if when Eloy comes back, what the outfield will look like. Um, but yeah, just someone currently, I would like a second baseman. Whether it's Story, whether it's Frazier, I don't know if any other names have been thrown out there, but those are the two kind of big ones that I've heard of. Relief pitchers, you know, we don't need any crazy big names like a Chapman or Kimbrel, like big. I know Chapman's well, not we're available. Not you, we're not giving you. We're not going to give you Kimbrel. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm saying we don't. We don't need someone of that caliber. Just some like consistent middle relief Why arm. Well, I think that they're. Well, who's your closer right now? It's Hendricks. Why right? wouldn't? Hendricks. Why wouldn't? I, I think anyone who says that they, they, I, the Cubs and Sox have shown that they'll trade. Yeah, they will. But I don't think I, the Cubs want to give the last remaining piece to the White Sox for them to win a World Series. And I don't think I don't think that the White Sox need to give up that much for someone like Kimbrel when they have Hendricks. Just some competent relief pitchers. What about what about a Gallo? Joey Gallo in the outfield. I would take Gallo. I think a big, big lefty bat, you know, he's hitters ballpark. He can hit home run. He's good at OBP, just like Grandel. We know that it works for the White Sox. So, you know, just someone, the big, the biggest thing that I would like is a second baseman who, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm not a, a big, uh, someone who worries about giving up too much if it makes him win now. Cause I feel like anytime anyone, any trade is made in Chicago, it's, Everyone like hypes up their prospects. Like when the Sox traded uh, Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn, people were like, Dane Dunning was he was great. He could have been an All Star. But it's like you just kind of hype up All Star right now. Exactly, you hype yeah. up these prospects even though you don't know what they're gonna get. So right. I would say Story Fraser are my two big. You know, I wish I could have them. If they make a deal, that's great. Uh, Gallo would be great as well. Uh, but just someone who. I mean, you know, Frazier's good bad. when you when you're a starter in the All Star game and you're from Pittsburgh. Like yeah, that's so. when that's when you know the league knows you're good. And like he got a hit today, I saw. But like that's when you know like the league's like no Adam Frazier's like a real good player. Yeah, just just to basically sum it up, Story Frazier Gallo, I'd love them all. Uh, but second base, I think, is the biggest need for the Sox right now. And then just sprinkle in for, for like those minor deals would be some middle relief. I will pitching. say this, kind of going back to the Cubs, and I'll tie this to another Chicago sports story. It does see it, it's going to suck when you know a Rizzo or a Bryant or a Baez possibly all leave the Cubs. And I'm referring to like what happened yesterday when like Duncan Keith left or got traded. But like it sucks when you see like legends leave the team that you love. For sure. You know, especially like when they help you win you championships. Well, with that, Jackson, Kev, I'm going to have to ask you guys to be very quiet and get into the fetal position because we have a bear alert. We got bear alert. Bear alert. Bear alert. Bear alert. Bear alert. Is this a happy bear alert or a scary bear alert? Oh, it's a scary bear alert. So while we all were just kind of chilling, hanging out post 4th of July, 
in Avondo, Montana, shit was going down. Uh, on Tuesday, a uh, Tuesday of last week, so the seventh, a 65-year-old was involved in a fatal bear attack. Uh, she shit. was camping, and actually, uh, they you know felt the bear kind of coming around. They had to you know put their sh- their food away. And later on, the couple that was next to her in another tent reported that, you know, at like about four in the morning, the bear went into her tent, grabbed her and ripped her out and, and, you know, killed her. So they were trying to find this bear for days. They had infrared cameras and helicopters trying to find this bear. I mean, this guy had GTA five stars on him. Okay, how do they know which bear did it? That's what I'm saying. They're looking for, like, like whatever. Like, blood all over well, him. And like, I read... like, blue jeans in his mouth because he's <laughs> yeah. having a hard time chewing it up. Like... Can, I get a, can I get a description of the bear? Uh, yeah. yeah it's he's furry. big, he's brown. Plus. I mean, they were like, yeah. And, and even the police report said, like, if you see a male 400-pound bear, grizzly bear, please report it to the police. So, Aren't they I mean, all like that? I, and I, so what they did to find it, I guess this bear had um, been going in t- because afterwards, a day or so after when they were trying to find it, there was another lady who got her door completely ripped off of her house because the bear went into her chicken coop and got the chickens and and they thought this was the same bear and he you know ripped the door open. So then what they did to kill this bear, they, they did kill the bear last week. They the one set who up killed the lady? They set up like a dummy chicken coop. They like set up, a, they like, you know, followed the chicken coops because they're like, this guy's on a chicken spray. This guy had the Popeye's chicken sandwich and he's ready to go. <laughs> Can you imagine being a chicken? You're sleeping, right? It's like 5 a.m., right? You're not up yet. And a bear just bursts in. What the fuck? And chickens can't defend themselves. They're useless animals. Like, it's going to be a slaughter in there. All right, so obviously, you know. So wait, did they catch the bear that killed this lady? Yes, they they caught it and they killed it. But then that's also I'm 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 with you. Like, how do they know that it's the? Yeah, bear? I feel like this is like Jaws, where they just catch sharks and they open them up and like, oh, the kid didn't fall out. And, and that might be it. Like, oh, we got him, you know. But just I like get some. I, I think for the that I, I think that this was an area where there was bears, but like bears don't you know go. I mean, it's Montana, so like the, they have their area to go and. Be like they don't have to be by like unless it was a bear that's already tagged, right? And they can look oh, up be, like yeah. where he's been at before. Yeah, like, I'll have oh, to if he was in this camp out and they, they got some, located, they got some photos of this guy and he like traveled like miles. They were following this guy for miles, like the helicopter, infrared cameras. I'm like, man, like it's like Rambo. Yeah. So. <laughs> Obviously, first blood. obviously, this this bear is one of the, one of the you know rotten eggs. Never want to see anyone you know lose their life. But the question I have is like, why that like, why are you camping in Montana when you know there are bears everywhere? I think both universities in Montana, Montana State and University of Montana, are both named like mascots or bears. Montana, I, I think Montana's university. Well, and then right. also they. They, it's gorgeous the, out there. Dude. The bear, like, they heard the bear sniffing around their tent because they had open food. So then they went. They, they that's the bear rule number left. one. Yeah, rule and then the, the the bear left, and they closed up the food, and then they still, then they just went back to the sleep you know, in their it, tent. It, what was it? Three weeks ago, when we talked about the the girl who got attacked because she was in the canopy, 
or not a canopy, but the um, a hammock. The hammock. They at least put their their food away, right? Yeah, they these guys already away. had had already attracted. That was only a scared. black bear. Yeah. There needs to be like a national like curriculum for what to do, like not to get attacked by a bear. I mean, Don't it's pretty easy. Done. Like I, I haven't. I just we want to see a picture of this friend. door. You gotta outrun, you gotta outrun that, your friend. That's what you gotta do. They're That's saying that this door had huge claw marks, and they just ripped it off. It's gotta That's be wild. That's on the chicken coop. Um, no, like her house. So he killed her in her house. No, 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 no. So after this, after this killing from the bear, and you know, in a in the tent in the campsite. The, they were trying to find the bear, and then they found signs of it because it went and killed chickens at another lady's house. And the lady of the house of the chickens was fine. She didn't, yeah, but she just found, she woke up and finds her front door just completely ripped off with claws on it. That's got to be wild. That is, that's scary shit, man. P.S. To, PSA to everyone. Put your food away if you're in the wilderness of Montana and just move out of Montana if you don't want to be attacked by a bear, basically. That's that's my two cents on that. Yikes. Yikes. All right. So did, did you guys watch the Home Run Derby yesterday? I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dangers, baby. All right. So a couple, th- couple things that we kind of have written down for the Home Run Derby. Well, that was another scary bear right there with yeah, that- the winner. You know, obviously, member of the Team Bear community, Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Who tweeted about it last night. Dominated the home run derby. I don't see Team Gorilla. They don't have gorillas out there. They got a bear. Yeah, Team Gorilla not represented in the home run derby for good reasons, because he probably would just hit soft grounders to the pitcher. They're out there eating (laughs) plants. I think the the, uh, pitcher for Joey Gallo was a Team Gorilla member. Otani's was, was <laughs> just so. throwing like cut cutters and sinkers to and taking 30 seconds to throw each pitch. Hey, we need to work on your doubles game. Hit more gappers. <laughs> so what what do you think of Alonzo's performance? Was that one of the one of the top performances in home run derby history? What do you think? I think the only thing that stunk is like he said in the first round, he wanted to go first, the remaining of the, and because the rules, he couldn't. And I think he needs to go first because it stunk is in the second round. He could have hit way more homers, but he just had to do the one up. And then the same thing, like obviously it was an extra time or whatever, but I mean the extra time six in a row, I mean, it was just boom, boom, boom. And like he was hitting them and it was like, Oh, some of them are like, oh, could that be out or not? Like, boom. I mean, the only thing I'd say that was bad about the home run performance is like, whoever was tracking the balls and stuff, no distance, like whatever. I mean, like we needed a better camera following. I could not find the ball. Yeah, I had a hard time finding the ball. It yeah. just seemed like it was some random person with like an iPhone, you know, just kind of like going up, and you're like, oh yeah, it's in right and field. They, I and guess. like usually they they would always show it's like, okay, that one went 510 feet, you know. Or, yeah, nothing. Like, there nothing. was nothing. They would they report. And then afterwards. like the bonus, you get the double bonus to get a, a minute, but I couldn't tell if they got the double bonus because one the 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 distance the wasn't distance. on there. Well, I had it, a right. It, I had a good idea that they did. It, but it, then if the star on the right hand corner was lit up, that means I got it. It's not well, like yeah, but then they the would most, only have one the star. Then they would have only one star, even though they got two of them. And I was like, why don't you put two stars? I don't know. I, 
It's ESPN. That's the reason. Yeah. I, I don't think Carl Ravitch and Perez were terrible. They were scrambling around trying to get Stephen A to, to sound better, you know, and apologize before the home run derby. And that's all they cared about because their golden boy was getting raked across the coals for being racist against Asians. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. And well, and then like the thing that I noticed about uh, Ravitch and Perez, and I didn't I didn't even realize that. Um, ESPN two had a, a broadcast. I would have watched yeah, that been the doing entire that. time. They would have been they've been Benetti, doing that for but, a couple years now. Yeah. Um, but the so I would have watched that with Benetti just because obviously being a Sox fan. Um, uh, but the thing that like just bugged me is like any time that like there was a big home run, there was no like, you know, I like back 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 back, 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 back. Like the only the only thing that I like noticed when it was a big hit was that uh, Eduardo Perez would just like say something in Spanish, and I'm just like, I don't know what you're saying, but uh, okay, cool. Like that's not a very and they would. And then the regular bucket, he would say, oh, my, oh, my, like, come up with some new stuff. Like, like you're literally about to you're you're going to commentate the home run derby. You should have a bunch of zingers ready to go. Bam. You know, like that one's in outer space. Or, yeah. Like right. it's, this it's one not hard. Gary, like, Indiana. <laughs> you got it. Like it, it is not a, even really like it's not a, a team sport event. It is a team sport event. But now it's now become this solo like fun thing you should be silly like you should be it should be like i mean honestly give those guys a couple beers and let let them oh, like yeah. commentate that should be like three that was beers. one of my that was going to be my one of my rules honestly <laughs> my, I, 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 so don't take that one that's one of my <laughs> things that'll be one of my honorables i guess in our rankings like those guys should be like three beers deep before they start that that's hot. was that's exactly the amount of beers that i said it was gonna be one good. of my rules was the announcer should be <laughs> no drinking beer while doing it this is fun yeah this is and then you give them like a 12 pack each time it's, like it's supposed to be fun like let's be fun like but they tried to be like too i don't know but again yeah a little stuff little stuff we're, we're being criticism crit, or critical about it because we want it to be better but man what a great derby like i mean it couldn't have been better like I've said, I loved Otani to to do a little bit better, but um, it was weird. He didn't do that bad. It's just no, he, he just win. he just he just wasn't. Right he did off. not start off hot. Yeah. He did not start off hot. But he's hitting a lot of good doubles. I saw someone tweet out yesterday. He's like, man, his doubles game is going to be fantastic. Um, but you know, like once he got going, he got going. I think he still had the six large, six longest home runs was by him. Um, I think give it up for Soto. I mean, Soto was hitting shots into right center, center, and in left center. And I think the most impressive feat was when Soto had, the, they did the, the swing the off, three. the three-pitch swing off, and he mashed all three of them. They were, yeah, like, they were shots. just moon you shots. Knew, you knew that sent a message to Otani. He's like, you're not going to win this. Like, that was probably the most impressive feat was well, that moment right there. I mean, like, I want to talk about something else as soon as I'm done with this, but who did the rankings? Like, who says that? Like Juan Soto is is was it just based off of home runs? I don't it was know. Based I, off, I think it, I think it was. I think it okay. was. Soto's only got nine home runs. Had. He's only got nine home runs. That's why he was okay. last seed. I would right. I would have been like okay like I get it with the home runs but you're not, there's no way that you're putting Juan Soto above like uh, or below Sal, Salvador Perez like I would, who actually had a good round but nobody cared about it because they had Pete Alonso talk the entire yeah. time. Yeah, and yeah. P- and he had the second most home runs in the first round with Sal- Salvi Perez. 
Yeah, that was a rough draw for him. And he's the only guy who's a guaranteed Hall of Famer out of that entire... It leads me to believe, like, I like it, it's fun, but I, like, that all these problems and, like, how your pitcher can take too much time and it becomes too much on the pitching thing, like, do you think it needs to kind of go back to, instead of just time, like, being, like, how many pitches you get? I like the time. I like the time. I don't like the format of how players advance. Like, I think... I think we should save this until our... Our, yeah. uh, our power rankings or whatever. But the, before we move on to the All-Star game real quick, um, so two kind of, you know, silly, funny. I mean, one of them, I guess, isn't funny. I thought it was funny. Uh, we had a guy who just ate shit trying to catch a home run. and fell awesome. About seven, eight feet. And then we had a... Dude, he had over heels. He had and then he took someone else out. He took someone else out, too, when he did that. The kid just, yeah, I mean, and the best thing was the kid was, like, getting helped off the field, and Pete Alonzo still, <laughs> yeah. still bobbing yeah. his head, getting to the song, like, boom, 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 and I was like, what's going on? And then they showed it. I mean, They showed, like, he's like he got shot. Like Yeah, like, they like, should have like, not showed it. Like, they yeah. should have not showed it. The poor kid. Well, I saw, what's weird, it's like, I never see, you never see a kid catch those fly balls. Hardly ever. And I saw one kid yesterday, like, lie, like completely lay out and catch the ball. So I'm like, okay, good for that kid. Because most of the times those kids are trying to find the ball and they collide into it each other. There wasn't a lot of kids on the outfield. It was, like, really yeah, scarce. There was, yeah, there was the guy, the guy who fell, I saw a tweet by him where they found him and he was tweeting to, like, his mom or his one of his friends. He's like, yeah, I tried a little too hard. And you can zoom in on the text message of him. And it's like right after he fell that six to seven feet over that. Is he exit. all right? Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he took someone else out, so I hope they're fine too. But he was probably a little, uh, a couple, two tree bears deep, I'd say. Oh, I was watching that young, live. Though. Yeah, I first. So at first, when I saw the picture of him like texting his friends or his family saying like he was okay, I thought it was Duncan Keith. Because the guy looked exactly like Duncan Keith, like the same. Like this guy's Duncan got a this guy's got a hard on for Duncan Keith. Hey, when you win three Stanley Cups, you're pretty. You, you'll be a legend in this town. But you know who on the Team Bear Sport podcast made that tweet? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, I was on Twitter right when that happened. I'm like, oh, there we go. Um, but I was like, holy shit, did he go to the game? Get wasted? And then fall over for like a ball, but that was that was my favorite part of the home run derby was just seeing that guy fall because I watched it live, and I just started bursting out laughing. Yeah, you texted us saying, "Dude, you see that guy just eat it?" And I was like, "No, I had to go back and rewind my TV." Oh. And sure enough, but uh, one thing I want to say about that kid who got hurt—he looked like every single kid who gets like hurt in like PE class or something like that, and has to like take his friends to, to get him down to the nurse. I was like, I didn't see what I didn't see what happened to him. Like he could have had like a huge collision, but I just assumed that he like twisted his ankle or something. He just acted like it was the world like world's worst injury. But you know, Man, they're lucky. They're guy. lucky like they didn't show his face, so his friends can't be like, dude, you get you're faking it. Yeah, and you know what would help if these kids would like call the ball. There's no one calling off and saying like, mine, 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 mine. These kids are just no running. way you're calling the ball though. It's 500 ball in that bitch, dude. Come on. <laughs> Also, why do they always throw it back in? Like, I'm holding out of that. I'm putting that in my back pocket. I'm wearing cargo shorts, cargo pants, actually. And they just, probably yeah. are given a ball by, like, every guy. Though. Probably. 
and, and and the guys and the players signing the balls before they hit them, classy. That's a classy smart move. That's awesome. that's yeah, that's that's smart move. They should have put one like uh you know, super crazy signature like Barry Bonds or someone on one of them and just one out of the hundreds of balls hitting there. Babe Ruth. <laughs> that would have been cool. Uh, how come this ball looks like it's covered in dirt and soot and is old? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or they have like a random like out in their bag is like a random gold ball that has like a Hall of Famer's signature on it. That'd be cool. I, I did like how they all wore the 44 jerseys yesterday, even the people not in the home run derby. Yeah, that was nice. And, uh, that was so a good move. That was classy. Um, that was a good move. So kind of, I, I don't know if the game is still. It's still top nine, nine, two outs. Still five to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they had Bryant. Game. I guess they had Bryant mic'd up. Uh, but just speaking of the All Star game, there's a couple things I want to kind of go over and discuss. Uh, one, I, we'll get it out of the way because I think it's just been on Jack's mind the entire time. The jerseys for the All Star game, ugly. These they are horrible. Like, they look like Team USA, but they well, look and awful. The, and, and the thing I saw about it was like. Their explanation was it like, hey, we don't want to keep it as usual because it's about capturing the newer players in the game. And I'm like, I totally get that. I totally get like you want to change it a little bit to like capture some new stuff because yeah, it's the All Star game. That's like one of the one things the tradition you can kind of tweak a little bit and not piss people off. Like you know, you know, seven inning games and whatnot. But come up with a better design, dog. What's going on? Uh, Chris Bryant just got robbed of a double. But yeah, I don't um, know. It, it looks like I don't know, like that. Usually, like whenever I make fun of a like a jersey that comes up that comes out that I don't like, I like to say that, you know, it looks like a 12 year old designed it because it's like too like graphic or whatever. But this is just like there's letters over letters and you, and got you can't see it. You can't see whose logo it is like the the Woodruff who was pitching for the Brewers was on in the second inning. I could not tell if it was the Milwaukee logo. And then you got all these Nike City Connect jerseys that aren't really hitting with the fan bases either. Like, you have such a, like, baseball, you have some of the best logos in sports with, and some of the best, yeah, and some of the best hats in sports. Like, you're telling me, like, you can't get cool with it? Like, it's just, what are you doing? What what I like about the baseball is, like, I'm okay wearing the jersey. The baseball. Like, the baseball, um, playoff or not playoff all-star jerseys like i'm okay with them wearing it for the home run derby like i get like there are times where like they'll have someone who's not on the home run derby who's who's there but he's not an all-star like schwarber was a couple years ago um and they wear like the regular cub jersey or whatnot but i feel like you wear your team that you represent right you wear the gray or you wear the pinstripe the the next day and, like, that helps you identify players who you may not know. Like, I did not know until this morning that Toronto was having three starters today. They had four. That, they had four. Well, they had well three. they had four at the All-Star game. But yeah, yeah, they yeah, had three starters. Simeon, Vlad, and uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Right, Hernandez. Um, but three starters, that's crazy. And, like, why can't they just wear their jerseys? Or at least we're having them wear their hat. And that's how you identify players is by the jersey in baseball. Yeah, and like if I, I guess I could see it. Like I don't, I don't mind the idea of like the you know having a all star jersey as long as it looks nice. It doesn't just look like scribble and it's a hot mess. But at least like having wear 
their hat, you know, because their hats that they have on are bad too. Like the White Sox have a red, like a red, red logo. So you're thinking Red Sox. Red and Navy. I think the the Red Sox logo is. Yeah, purple. I think if you're gonna do the yes, absolutely. If you're gonna do the new uniform, do the new uniform, but let the let them wear their individual hats. Yeah, it's just like too much going on all around for the jersey, the hat, like, and they had like they could have done something cool with because like purple and black and white are badass colors for like an all-star jersey. Major League Baseball just loves to trip all over itself. Yeah, they just, like to get cute. They like to get cute. I bet you that's like Rob Manfred probably looked at that. It was like, yeah, that looks the, the young kids are like that. I mean, no one's going to buy it. Letters on letters. I don't know. But anyway, so the next thing, the last thing I want to talk about the all-star game, a little bit more of a serious note is uh, what are your opinions on these players who aren't injured opting out of the uh, all-star what, game? It was only this, the mostly the Astros. It's because they're, they don't want to get booed and, and, and maybe the league kind of pushed them to do that and say, we don't want to turn this into that. So I, I can understand it from that perspective, I guess. I don't understand it. I like I don't agree with it. Yeah, you're, you're getting a break. Go. Go. You get voted, go. You just go. Be there. Like, fake like you're injured then or something. Go on the IL or something. Like, yeah. go. Like, unless you have a absolute, absolutely, like, your wife's pregnant or something like that and having a baby, like, that's fine. Like, but... Otherwise, you need to be there. I feel like these guys, like, I, this is their job, and they, like, are picking and choosing what is a part of their job. Like, I'm a baseball player. I'm here to play baseball. But it's not just that. If you get voted to an All-Star game, you have to go to the All-Star game. Like, that's, you know, if your job is, you know, you know you're know, you a salesman and you have meetings, you're not going to say, well, I'm a salesman. I don't have to go to these meetings. It's, I'm not going to pick and choose. You football, have to go. Football makes sense because, obviously, like, if you're in the Super Bowl, I get it, you know? like Yeah, it, or, like, these people who are, dot, like, duck in media interviews, just, like, or, you know, don't do, like, I don't like to do media interviews. Like, you're, it's not just for you. It's We're for trying sport. to grow well, the media, sports. media, we're, media, media is tied in their contract. They have to do media. Uh, well, like, yeah, I've heard... But, I personally don't care if they do the All-Star game. I, I do not give a shit. I think the problem is with All-Star games in general, it's just a popularity contest. And how many times do we see people get screwed out of All-Star games or people who get in All-Star games who don't deserve it? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, do I, if it was a Cubs player who, like, is at, like, the end of their career and they don't want to go, and it's like, you know what, maybe I kind of want you there because this could be, the la- like, the last time I see you, like, a Chris Bryant or a Kimbrell you know, repping the cub Jersey that they're not even wearing, but, um, you know, that that's different and it's symbolic, but like every sport, maybe except the NBA NBA, you don't see a lot of players uh, opt out of the all-star game. Cause it's so hard to get to the NBA all-star game, but, um, you know, we, they do it for the pro bowl. They do it for the NHL. It's like, it's not a big deal. Like who gives a fuck? Like, I know they, it's, Here's I will say fault. this. I think I, I will say this. Baseball's All Star Game is probably the best, and that's what makes it frustrating. Here's the fault. The fault goes on Rob Manfred because yeah, you are you, you're trying to grow the sport, and you're and this is a way you can. This is a way to get ten year olds right. involved, eleven year olds involved, twelve. You know, this is a way to get that going. And you've. Uh, I get it. Maybe if you don't like the way it's supposed to be or if you don't like the voting, we don't like it as fans and we're older. 
that's all good and dandy. We can complain about it, but you're the boss. Make sure your guys are there. For sure. Like imagine like, uh, you know, you're 10 years old, you're getting into baseball. Your favorite player is Fernando Tatis. He's playing great. You somehow get to go to the all-star game, you know, and he's healthy and he decides to opt out, not go. Like Especially when you want guys to – like the NFL has like fans. Like, you know, there's there's Patrick Mahomes jerseys probably in, you know, in Florida. Oh, you know, like, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you want to tease? You, like you want – especially you're going to be – You want this, your big stars there. Especially because now you're embracing Otani and, and Tatis and all these foreign players, which is absolutely the way to go. Well, that, what that means is that there's going to be players or there, there's going to be young kids who want to watch you that aren't that, that won't be able to see you regularly. I mean, look at what Freddie Freeman. Do you see what he said today? How he was batting. Yeah. He, he wasn't batting well in the early in the season. So his son came up to him and said, Dad, you need to do better so I can see Fernando in the All-Star game. For sure. Right. That's crazy because he's got Ronald Acuna on his, like his yeah. team. Like, and it's just like. He's not, you know, obviously this is a kid who gets to go and see these players, whatever. But I mean, but again, here's another thing that's like, how many, uh, how many guys are going to say to their dad, like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and they get to go and they don't get to see their guy. Like that's. Right. right. That is yeah, the frustrating bad. part. That is the frustrating part. But. It's the balance of like profession, like the business side of, of baseball and like the fan side, you know, like the, that whole, that whole thing. So. Uh, just a, co- a couple of quick hits of around around uh, sports is that Team USA loses again to Australia. Joe Simmons. Maybe yeah, if they the- would have won it, Ben Simmons was on the team. Yeah, <laughs> he should be running to get on it now. It's like, oh, shit, we beat Team USA. I'm going to hop on to boost my uh, my cred. What, what's going on, though? Like, are people just not listening to pop? Like, are just, like, I get it. Like, it's it, it's a, it, the problem is the rest of the world is caught up. And has learned how to play as teams. And the fact that we think that we're so good that we can just roll up in two weeks of just practice and, and beat the rest of the world isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, the, the way the way that the team has been structured, it's like a lot of like one-on-one iso ball and this like not what's going to work in a uh, Europe or not European, but like international basketball where one, they, they're not getting the fouls that they're used to in the NBA and that was a big thing that I guess like Tatum and Bradley Beal were like looking at the refs when they were getting, you know, touched up at the rim. But, you know, when you're in that style of uh, officiating, they don't call that. So they got to adapt well, to that. They gotta- and, I, and, and I agree with you, but I don't in the sense of I don't want to hear you complain, not you as in Kevin, you as a player complain sure. about the different rules mm-hmm. and the different three point because the other team's dealing with it. And I right. get that they're practicing for it and all that. But it's a problem. I mean, you got these European teams. You got Greece. They're they're playing without Giannis, it, whether or not he comes. You know what I mean? They're not waiting for him. Yes, they are. But like you know, I mean, like they're not. You know, uh, where's Djokovic? Where is he from? Uh, I think he's like uh, Serbia or. They Serbia. have their team. They know he's going to come back, but they have their team and they're practicing without him. And I know that the NBA doesn't have that luxury. But if you're out of the playoffs, we need those guys going. Like. Like, do something how it's the all-star game, the NBA. Like, you're in the playoffs. I don't want to hear, oh, Devin Booker's going to join after it's done. No, you aren't. Like, they should already be practicing. They should have the team synergy. I want to win. So 
Yeah, not like, a good look for the, for basketball and the NBA if they go out. And- you did the whole college player thing, and it didn't work. So you're you're now going with, and you have your pros there. We need to win it. That's just no ifs, ands, or buts. And you don't need to. And I'm not saying win the gold, which is, is still on the table. I'm saying win every game. Yeah, absolutely. That's being the the nation that we are with basketball and having the elite of the elite. Obviously, we know that you know there are top five, top ten players who aren't from the USA, but just it's a given. Like just like you think Canada is going to win hockey every year, it's same thing with USA. Like you're that's gonna... like the, the the you know especially years ago the U.S. national team for soccer beating like the all Europe team. I mean, if we did, heads would roll. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we've said this before, like I'll, we've talked about this plenty of times. Australia is not a bad team. Oh, it, it still doesn't mean that you you let them beat you. No, absolutely not. No. Like, we said, that, like, Australia will probably be a team that will give the United States trouble, like they always do in the Olympics. And then, like, Argentina, um, Spain, Spain, and France usually always give the United States a little bit of a trouble. But there's no excuse for um, the United States losing. And I get, like, oh, they're missing three or four players right now. But, one, are those players – that's a quick turnaround for yeah. Like they're gonna Devin come Booker in and plug and, in. Get out of here. I don't even want them in there. Like I do, obviously, but you know what I mean. Like I don't want. Like they, we're already, we should be developing the synergy now. Like Nigeria, they're they're, they're not waiting on anybody. They're they're going. They're like it's ready to roll. You know. So right. All right. Um, what else? Any other national news there, Kev? Before we move on to our power rankings, or we power yeah. Ranking? So you know, with with Jack moving to. Uh, DC momentarily. Going to be a Washington weeks. football team fan. Yeah, no, no. Change your allegiance to the Washington no. football team. Even though my my family grew up Redskin fans, but no. So I, in the news, it just came out that by 2022, they are going to come out and change their name. Nothing. There's going to be no nothing to do with Native American. You know. So imagery or culture or things like that because someone suggested warriors they said no and nothing to do with native american imagery Couldn't so you do warriors with no native american yeah you can make it like a gladiator yeah, or that's like that. that's but, that's a little hard but yeah so no, it's just not. it's it's just talking to your art team and figuring something out just put like a shield and like a spear <laughs> or gladiator helmet the fact that they've waited this long is just so stupid i like i it's it's like you said kev with the bears or whatever like this article it's just this is all to just stay relevant like that's what happens if they became the washington hogs that's fine i give yeah. them the hogs yeah. hogs they'd have more they'd bring back all the 80s drag people <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other names that we could think of that would be good for that you would like to see when you're in a uh, DC? I thought um, the Warriors would be good for the WW kind of thing. Um, I always thought the, Warriors would make sense, but if they're not doing anything related, I guess Wolves maybe. Red Wolves. Wolves. I think definitely so. Very popular in that area. That or do something with you know being a part of dc you know do, you know generals the, the, the monuments or something like that or whatever yeah 
Centers. I've heard I've heard other ones, but I'm I don't want to hear. I don't want to. Senators, they had that for baseball. Yeah, I, 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 some other stuff is escaping me. But like, yeah, do something DC. If you're not gonna keep the WW thing, because WW just sounds cool, it's just kind of cool. But if you're not gonna do something like that, then do something with DC. Do something with like country. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I feel like I don't know. Like I don't know. Usually, at least with. I know the reason why they stopped obviously using Redskins, um, but you think you would like have something in place, like you know, like the Indians are gonna poss- probably change their name, but they're still going as the Cleveland Indians until now, until they go with it. They've gotten rid of, you know, Chief Wahoo as their mm-hmm. logo or whatever. But like, you think, especially with this have, having been such, you know, a drama for them for years. You don't think that they'd have something like in their back pocket, like, hey, just in case, like, do you, do you trust Dan Snyder to be innovative at all? N- no. When they, and he just named his like wife as like the team president or something like that. Like, I mean, there's an article for those because who he was getting his ass kicked out. <laughs> yeah, and well, now he's the majority owner. I think now, like, he he forced himself into it. But for those for those who don't know, um, we always do like a rundown before the show, and I posted an article that's on ESPN right now about like about like a 21 month stretch of the frustrations of the Washington organization and us as bear fans while we might think the bears are dysfunctional this is unbelievable she definitely tweeted out there jack i i will but it's almost embarrassing like (laughs) it's really bad and like there are some great moments like there's great individual stories but they just get overlooked by the amount of shit. Yeah, well, have fun, have fun having uh, to listen to Washington football team or hog or I, president's I like news. I like wolves. Washington wolves. I mean, I'm team hogs now that we talked about earlier. So hogs. <laughs> so anyway, I feel like that's a good that's a good end note for our discussion. Now we should move on into our power rankings, which we're gonna tie back into. The home run derby, which we talked about earlier. Dingers, so we're gonna, we're gonna yeah no, nothing beats dingers. So we're gonna power rank I believe our top three players that we would want to see in the home run derby. Is that correct? I thought we were doing the rules. Yeah, I, thought we doing, we doing our, I thought we were doing favorite moments from home run derby. Well, we're all we're all we're all out of it. We're all out of it. All right. How we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, Kind of do this on the fly then, and we'll we'll go with uh, what do you say? No, let me, we 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 have a three week lag, so guess what? We're gonna hear Jackson's three moments, okay. Kev's three people, and my three rules for the oh, home run derby. Okay, okay, I love it. <laughs> okay, we just added another hour to I'm this okay podcast, baby. I'm okay with that. Oh no, we're not. Are we? Yeah, with Jackson. Give us your three rules or your three moments. Three moments. Three moments. Okay. The number one greatest moment in home run derby history. Start is with Josh. number one. He's just coming. <laughs> He's just right. going I'm going number one. Okay. Fine. Fine. No I'll rules. go three. No, no, no. I'm saying that we are. No, we I'll, like. no, I'll go three. I'll go three. This was uh, two years ago with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Jack Peterson. The 40 to 39 showdown. I actually watched it a couple days ago. Um, that was like 45 minutes of those guys just hammering it out. 
unbelievable. Guerrero got that huge lead. Peterson comes back to tie it. Guerrero hits a bunch of home runs. Peterson ties it again. And then Guerrero hit two home runs off of his two out of three swings. And Peterson can only hit one. And the last one he hit just went foul. So he almost tied it. Like that's the best. That's probably the best moment in this current matchup setting that they've had the past six, seven years. Um, the next one is anytime Sammy Sosa was up, he hit one into the slide in Milwaukee. That was awesome. Well, he, he was also, using a corked bat, so I mean, oh, it does, irrelevant. Yes, 100%, 100%. And I'm for it in the All-Star game. 100, I'm for it. He hit it out of Milwaukee Stadium. You know, he was always in the finals. He beat Ken Griffey Jr. in, nine, in 2000, which Ken Griffey was always, you know, he's won it three times. Um, I mean, the guy always wore his hat backwards at the, like, the home run derby. He was going to be tough to beat. But the best moment will always be Josh Hamilton at Yankee Stadium. What he did in the old formatting of, you know, you had 10 outs and then, you know, it wasn't a time pitch. He really had to be careful what pitches you were going to hit and what not hit. And he hit 28 home runs in that first round. Josh Hamilton's, I mean, at Yankee Stadium, the last year of the stadium, the, the incredible season that Josh Hamilton had. Um, it's the best moment in home run derby history, and it's not even close. Those are all great moments. They're all, I remember, I remember all of them, especially the, you know, I feel like that kind of golden era of when I watched home run derbies was like that 2000 to 2006, you know, yeah. when there was like Griffey. Hamilton was 2008, right. Yeah. So like Griff, like Griffey, Sosa, like all those guys that you're kind of like remember being in there. Um, yeah. Anything you, you got to add to that, the, his uh, top three there, Tim? No, I would uh, have to say I'm focused on my three rules here. <laughs> All right, then let, let me get my top three players that I want to see in future. <laughs> oh, man, I think it, this wasn't planned, but I feel like it was. Um, so my top three players, I'll start at the bottom with three and work my way up. So my number three is I would like to see I have two people who are who would be new contestants and one who has has already competed uh, is Castellanos from the Reds. I would like to see him participate. I just think he's a good good home run hitter. I know he kind of started out his career with like kind of being like a doubles machine, but I think that you know especially playing at uh, the Reds ballpark, he's kind of formed his swing to really get a good home run ball in there. And he's just like a intense, like kind of like a Joey Votto type where he just like, doesn't give a shit about, you know, the league It's called out Manfred before. And, you know, I just think that he's a good character to have in the game or in the home run derby. So he's my number three. My number two is I would like Aaron judge to come back and perform in the all-star game again, or the home run derby, just cause that was, if I was do if I was doing a moment's, it would be uh, his his uh, performance at Marlins Stadium, just seeing him hit like 500-foot dingers in uh, Marlins Stadium. So Aaron Judge would be my number two. And then my number one, the homer in me, needs to see Eloy perform in the home run derby just because he just – you've seen it when he was with the Cubs minor league system. He hit a home run, knocked out a light, just hit rakes 400 feet. one against the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like every home run he hits is minimum 400 
30 feet. So I think he would be just for the Homer in me. And because I think he would be a good contestant in the home run derby. Uh, Eloy just don't get injured celebrating or doing something stupid in the home run derby if he participates. So those are my number three. I like it. Um, I have Take it home, th- Timmy. <laughs> three rules that should be added to the home run derby. Um, the, my number three was already kind of mentioned. I want the announcers to be you know, drinking uh, some beers and probably pre-games uh, just to get a little you know, more animated. It needs to be animated. It needs to be loose. It needs to be off the cuff. Um, my number two was the winner of the home run derby doesn't have to participate in the all-star game because they get to sit behind home plate and eat barbecue ribs all all-star game oh even if it's like you know seattle where it's known for like seafood and not so much for their barbecue no, they, still they barbecue bring ribs. ribs they bring it something in. messy something and it's like brought in by like the you know the other contestants of the home run derby the like hog the hog from the chicago hogs comes out <laughs> with with like a wagon and he presents the food to them Yep. So I, I like it's like, a, it's like and, a, I will, and, and get as messy as possible. With and it, it's like know? a humiliation for the people who do not win the home run derby. Could be that. Could be that. Uh, something. It just seems like you know. Or if not, I was thinking of like you know how like the the NFL has the turkey leg. Like you know, like I like the spinner chain, but there needs to be like a food. There needs to be something that just God, you know, get after it. How about like a corn on the cob? Yeah, like something. And then my number one was I'm going to change it up. I'm going to make the stands look crazy and I'm going to make the outfield look crazy. So the rule is you have to pick one of the contestants that you're rooting for. So, like, obviously you would go if you're, you know, a Cubs fan or not or whatever. But whoever you're rooting for in the home run derby, you have to, and this would be provided by baseball and MLB or something, so it all looked the same. It wouldn't be just like you get to dress up. You have to dress up like the mascot of the team. So if you're if these are White Sox, you're in a giant White Sox outfit. And again, it's all uniform. Everyone's wearing the same big old thing. Because then there is no tiebreakers. There's no tiebreakers. The only way you get win a tiebreaker is there's a little count at the bottom of the screen, whatever, of how many catches your mascot gets. So, like, so I want to see, like, kids in the outfield. And, like, <laughs> kids in the outfield's catches count, like, even though they're not home runs. So, like, seeing kids collide, seeing, like, a giant White Sox or, like, a giant, you know, I don't know, king for the Royal or a giant. This, this you know. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So yes. you want, like, big scuffles of people just, like, fighting. Yes, and I just want, like, and especially, uh, can you imagine, like, that kid falling head over heels in the outfield yesterday if he I'm was, just like. Imagining, I'm just imagining, like, a, a king colliding with a pirate right now. Yes. How cool would that be? And, like, the kids there. And I, I haven't really fleshed out the tiebreaker or whatever, but I want there to be points awarded to, or something points awarded to the guy, like, if your guy gets it, like if your Ooh, guy, I like that. I just imagine like a seventy-year-old man dressed as the Philly fanatic, like jumping off the top yeah, rope. So and... now, like, the, <laughs> so now the five. I just so, of yeah. something. You so now, that like old, the five hundred ball old, by all those kids makes you like that old Skittles commercial with the "Hit Me Again" tube sock. 
like this weird tube sock character person. I'll tweet it out. I've noticed that that bottle of tequila is empty next to Jackson, so yeah, that's, that's where that's going from. But oh, whiskey, excuse me. Like this person was dressed up as a tube sock and he went across the carpet. It's, I'll send a picture of you to you guys later. <laughs> That's what I can imagine a bunch of Red Sox and White Sox player fans dressed up as. I thought, people. yeah, I thought you would have eaten this up there, Jack. I thought this. No, was I, good no, I like it, but he's I, thinking about tube socks. I mean, he's distracted. Just to make the stands, just to make everything look just absolutely ridiculous. I know? like. I got. I got something to add on to your your beer drinking one. I think that with the announcers, you know, drink having at least a couple beers deep during it. I think for every home run that's hit, they have to take a shot of beer. So they start out sober. Power so, hour, dude. Power hour of just dingers. Or and you could you could even like vary it where you know if it's a five hundred foot home run, it's it's gotta be a double shot, or if it's a, a four hundred maybe, we'll, maybe that's what we'll do next year. That that <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a five hour long podcast because we're gonna pass out and it's still gonna be recording. Oh boy. All right. Well a- after that glorious the three-way power ranking. Do we, anyone got anything uh, to add before we wrap up the show? No, I think our fans have enough content for this. Week. I mean, we got to extend it for at least 37 more seconds because then it'll be a two-hour podcast. Oh man! So well, I, just sent, I, I just sent you guys the text message of what the tube sack skittles creature looked like. That's Andrew, what I want. Andrew wanted it to be shorter. Wasn't gonna happen today. A lot of people, a lot of people. Your dad complained about it to me. He's texting me. He's like, it needs to be shorter. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry about that. That's not going to happen. Sorry that your busy schedule can't handle an hour and 45-minute podcast. So you know what? We'll make it two hours, baby. Do you know what? We come prepared, and we have our stuff. So do you know what? Screw up. Yeah. If if any of these jokers want to join the podcast as a guest host. They could. The offer's open. They could. I have a topic, though. Yeah, come prepared. Come correct. Come prepared. Come prepared. Yeah, don't just come in. Come in here and you know, you know, tinkle down your leg because you don't. You're you're nervous to be in the the big leagues of podcasting. But I doubt anyone who's complained about that has gotten this far in the podcast. So we'll see if they listen to it. Well, Jackson, good luck on your endeavors to DC. I'm proud of you. Uh, I hope everything works out. I hope that uh, your dad uh, figures out that you were right in your scenario there and can't wait to start this podcast with a little bit of East Coast love. That's right. So, then, yeah, this, just as a reminder, the ne- we will be taking the next week off. There will be no new episode next week, but the following week we will have We are podcast, in three time zones. Three time zones, D.C., Chicago, and Phoenix, Man, that's just going to add a whole nother layer of greatness to this podcast. Yeah, and I've heard people have already been talking that this is the podcast of the year. So if you're not on it, it sucks get to in, suck you. Get in early. Get in early. Get yeah. in that ground floor. and Like, th- like we're going to get so many write-ups because how amazing we are. I mean, you want to get in, get in on that when we when we drop that merch. Get it cheap <laughs> because it's going to be it's going to be like some Yeezy shit pretty soon. Oh, this be there's gonna be just you know fuck boys lining up outside of stores <laughs> waiting to get the hot drop. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Once again, you can find us on any of your uh, podcasting platforms: 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere your heart desires. If you want to listen to us next week, just listen to us for an hour this week and listen an to us an hour. Pointless. Yeah. That's kind of pointless because the news would be old. Or start you back could. from episode one. It's never old. It's always, it's always entertaining and wonderful with us. I would love to listen to your If own. you have bear news, let us know. We will be, Twitter will be active during the, the week-long hiatus. So if you need your fix, head over to Team Bear Podcast on Twitter. And with that, Team Bear out. See you guys later. See you in two weeks. Bye, bye guys. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!